Hello, I'm back. Hi, back. Fuck you, man. Fuck you, and go to hell. And I hope that I hope that you breathe through a straw for the rest of your life. I'm back, but with the help of my friend, ten milligrams of melatonin, and I'm 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 blitzing to the finish line. And usually this shit lasts for like half an hour, so that it's it's just not wise. It's just not smart. What do you... You don't care anymore, Michael. <laughs> um, I'm at this point where I don't know what the fuck my style is anymore. And it's sad. It's just, it's, it's just a crazy world. A crazy world where life fucking happens. And what am I buying? I bought a Filson shirt. Like... I really like the brand Filson, but I don't like everything in Filson, and I don't want to be Filson guy, because I've done this. I just find a fucking brand, and then I get hooked on it, and then I just, I, I see my cousin wearing Quicksilver one time, and then I think, oh, that's cool, and I buy Quicksilver forever. And then I get an Xbox. And then the Xbox is like, do you want to make an online account? And I said, hell yeah. And then they say, what do you want your name to be? And I said, I don't know. What would my name be if it wasn't Michael? Oh, Quicksilver Kid. And and then my brother teaches me about Patagonia. And I was like, oh, shit, that's expensive. <laughs> and then, but Patagonia is so cool because they... They, um, they're all about sustainability. You know, did you know that they do like one-tenth of the, that's not a real number, one-tenth of the marketing that North Face puts out? They make less money, but obviously, you know, um, and they also have like a used, um, a used branch where you can go into a Patagonia store and then sell your stuff and then you can buy used stuff also. They're all about sustainability and it's so cool. All right, I'm on board. And then you go to college, and then everyone's wearing Patagonia, and it's uh, mostly fratty guys. And that doesn't necessarily exclude me. <laughs> but, what the fuck am I on now? Oh, I guess it's like I'm on Filson, but do I chop wood? No, I don't chop wood. Or I like Carhartt, but do I work that hard? No, I don't work that hard. <laughs> um, yeah, I have no idea what the fuck to buy anymore. I think that what I need to do, though, is just dry clean all of my clothes so that they feel new. Yeah, I've been wearing the same fucking... I've been wearing the same fucking pants for a while now. I just... The whole thing was like, Mike, let's be sustainable, kind of, but also save fucking money. I think save money came before sustainability. Um, Sorry, planet Earth. But, um... But it was like, let's buy only buy clothes that work well together. That way, you don't have like, oh, I could wear this, but only if I wore that. Like, only for this specific or this particular event or occasion. No. No, all my shit works pretty interchangeably. Blue jeans, light blue jeans, navy blue pants, gray pants, black pants. I, mean, I guess that's pretty standard. And then just like white shirts, black shirts, olive green, olive green checkered, olive green micro checkered, olive green plaid.
stupid just stupid anyway i've been spending some time on the internet trying to look for clothes even entertaining instagram ads instagram ad instagram ads and um no it's just not working for me and also costs a lot of money and there's this comedian that i you know like i tend to look for especially I guess they're celebrities, right? Or like, cause you know they probably I don't know they got a fucking stylist or something, but not like fucking NBA players. Those motherfuckers go crazy, uh, but they have the money to do so. I remember I, I saw uh, an interview after that movie Leonardo DiCaprio did with uh, Brad Pitt, and Leo wore, I believe it was a black shirt. No, no, no. I don't know, but it was a black trucker jacket, and maybe like a gray T-shirt underneath. Very simple shit. And then I went out and I bought a black trucker jacket. Because that's where I get my inspiration from. So I found this comedian that I really like. His name is Andy Haynes. And um, I'm plugging for him because he's he subscribed to my Patreon and he asked me to plug plug for him. I believe his Instagram handle is I'm Andy Haynes. I just want to double check because, you know, he donated a lot of money. I, letter I, letter M, A-N-D-Y-H-A-Y-N-E-S. That's a shout out for Andy Haynes. Um, yeah, I saw his stuff and I was like, oh, okay, you know, I could do that. I could wear that and that I don't feel too disconnected from who I am if I put on his outfits. I would do that. And then I go look at his stand-up bits, his older ones, and it's a, a lot of it is him in debt. <laughs> so I'm like, I can't do that. I can't live that life anymore. So, so what the fuck happens with that? I thought I had a lot of disposable income, and then I remembered, oh, therapy is expensive. I don't have that much income, so I'm a little bit fucked. So, I'm weaning off the therapy for financial reasons, strictly. And also, because life isn't that chaotic right now. Alright, I'm going to pause because there's some air that needs to come out of my body. Okay. Um, where the fuck was I? Life. Chaos. And just as I said that, I get a sniffle, which is statistically not fun to hear when you're listening to a podcast. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Um, but will I edit it in post? No, because I don't fucking edit in post anymore. It's just, it just takes too long. And I think that when I'm speaking to the mic, I have to plug in my headphones so I hear myself. And I think hearing myself once is enough twice sometimes i have to three times then it gets really bad because i just i just laugh at myself in the corner of my room in the dark with a candle and it's a very sad picture it's very embarrassing when not that anyone's walking in but this feeling of like i hope somebody walks in and and you know this is a cry for help and, and no one does that so so that's really sad because it never happens. 
Life is chaotic. Life is not chaotic is what I was trying to fucking say. Life is not chaotic. So what the fuck do I go to therapy for? I feel like I've done so much therapy that I have a pretty solid understanding of who I am and what my coping mechanisms are. And for the most part, whether or not I'm doing the right thing. So that's that's also a part of it. But that's going to save me some money. And what am I going to do with that money if I don't even know what to buy? I don't know. I don't know. But I, I will say there was a point in my life where like, I was giving things away. Um, and maybe dabbling with the love language of gift giving. Uh, and then giving, giving things away to the needy. That sounds bad. To people less fortunate. To, I would look at something and say, do I need this? Or does someone else need it more than I do? And then I would just give it away. And, and, and then and then I would think, ooh, I'm a good person. <laughs> and now realizing that, no, you're fucking not, Mike. That does not make you a good person. If anything, the thought counts. The thought is, <laughs> the thought is what counts. If you see someone in need, if you see someone that's cold and you have a jacket that you don't give... A fucking shit about and you think I could give my jacket that is more important and of value to community and society to just think that and then keep the jacket for yourself I'm fucking I fucking feel amazing right now and it's just all bullshit everything I'm saying is fucking bullshit which is great I think is it <laughs> I think I do plenty of like talking to myself which is exactly what this is. It, and I, I I should try. I should really try to like talk to somebody. That sounds weird. Like to schedule a time with someone. But I, I, I just like a part of me just wants to be nice. Like, oh, my, you don't you don't got it. You don't don't push yourself. You already worked really hard at work, which you didn't. But, um, you know, go, feel free to relax after a long day. You don't don't push yourself to podcast if you don't want to podcast. But I should I should schedule some stuff with some people. I think that'd be a, a good idea. Also, I think another good idea is if I like went out to travel. I think I that's my I just lit a candle. That's my candle making noise. All right, I guess it didn't want to make any more noise. Um, traveling's good. I. I was never really on... Oh, you know why I don't like traveling? This is going to seem a little fucked up, but I remember I was pretty like... I mean, I traveled as a kid, but because my mom mom and dad, they, they worked together, right? So we could never travel as like a whole family. We didn't really travel with my dad, but we traveled with my ma. And so ma was taking, would take like four kids around and... And that 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 doesn't sound that that doesn't sound fun at all. How'd she do that? Yeah. Ah, oh, there's there's oh fuck. Okay. Um. Yeah. How'd she how'd she do that? And also, like, when it comes to parenting, how how good do you have to be as a parent? Because this is what I've said. I, I've had some friends or some people in my life say like they don't want to have kids because they're fucked up. <laughs> Just kidding. They're not fucked up. We're all like broken boys, right? Um, and girls, and we're afraid to, 
put that onto our children, right? Like, oh, I don't want my children to experience the shit I experienced. Plus, the world is going to shit. So that's just like two really good reasons not to uh, bring more life into this world. And plus, children, um, this is a fact. Um, children are bad for the environment. <laughs> so it just, it, you know, it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's just this endless cycle of have children. It, environment's worse. Don't have children because of environment. Oops. <laughs> children. Anyway, my sister is a mother. So congratulations to her. Um, her child is five months old and some days, but I don't keep track of the days. I just watch my sister's Instagram stories. Um, and that's how I that's how I keep in touch. Anyway, um, my sister is a really devoted mother, extremely devoted. To the point where it's difficult and she needs to rant sometimes, which I totally understand. If it takes a village to raise a child, right? And this is how I see it. If it takes a village to raise a child and she doesn't have a lot of visitors because of COVID still, right? And and she was a nurse, so like she takes COVID very seriously, as, as we all should. Um, and she takes COVID seriously, doesn't have too many visitors. Um, is a devoted mother, honorably, um, and I think she deserves all the credit. Anyway, if it takes a village, right, which I've said 18 times now, if it takes a, <laughs> if it takes a village and the village is not there, then, then go to social media. And now you have an online village, a village who can give you support by listening and understanding your plight as a mother. And I, that is how I show my support. Um... Is it enough support? Good question. I, I don't have all the answers. But going back to like, how perfect do we need to raise our children? I think that that's a very impossible task. Um, you, you, you're going to fuck up. You can't help it because you are a human being and you will fuck up at least one time. Guaranteed. Or your money back. Or the baby goes back in the fucking womb. Guaranteed you will fuck up at least once but i mean look at us look at me <laughs> look at me look at me little fucked up baby who doesn't like traveling because i remember how often my father used to travel uh for business and my mom would say um uh your dad travels all the time and i'm stuck here running the business and taking you to school and then taking you to after school and then making sure that i don't pick you guys up late or else the principal yells at me um all that stuff and just hearing how difficult it was for my mom and I think that's a part of why I don't like traveling because um, it just reminds me subconsciously of maybe like the pain that I put my mom through but look at all that shit look at all that shit look at me now I don't travel that much but pretty okay pretty fucking resilient people we are huh huh so earth going to shit aside I think that we ought to have give a little bit of slack to ourselves. Yeah. Give them the world, but like give them the world that is falling apart, but 
um, also, you're a human being too, and you need some of that world for yourself. So that's what I'd say. And um, this is coming from a person that does not have children, that does not have pets, um, just takes care of himself. And as I say that, I'm looking at a giant blue IKEA tote bag, which I guess the the intention of it is like this is your multi-functional bag, and it really is that it is the dirty laundry bag, and then it goes the laundry goes into the laundry machine, which is by the way a machine dedicated to serving laundry, and then when it's done doing that, it goes back in the bag. And then it gets thrown onto the bed. And then it gets folded and stuffed back in the bag. And now the bag has become a blue closet. And if Ikea isn't proud of me, then I guess nobody is. Anyway, that's a 17-minute marker of you, you really just enduring a lot of bullshit. And I think, I think that's impressive. And if you haven't done anything worth... Um, like worth getting a sticker for today you know you listen to bullshit for 17 minutes and at least the guy saying all the bullshit really appreciates your time i wonder what people do if um when they're listening to this podcast i wonder if they're washing the dishes or breastfeeding their child and if you're doing any of that stuff I love that I've replaced like um, baby Einstein. Like you've replaced baby Einstein with adult stupid guy. And that's not good. That's really bad parenting. And I'm, I'm going to leave the number for social services at the end so you could report yourself. I actually did that one time. I was, um, y- you know, like running um, this business with my father and then like, Oh, I haven't, I went to like a government building and I said, I haven't done this yet. And they said, oh, you need that. And I said, okay, yeah, that's why I'm here. Um, I haven't done it yet, so I'd like to get it done. And she said, okay, but first you need to report yourself. And I said, okay, okay. All right, and how do I do that? And then she told me how to do it. And I said, okay, all right, thank you very much, ma'am. And then I left, because why the fuck would I report myself, you fuck ass? That's crazy, huh? But that's exactly what I'm telling you to do, is to report yourself for being a terrible parent um, listening to my stuff while your baby is subconsciously listening. It's crazy. It's crazy what babies are supposed to retain there's this book by oprah um let me see if i can find it um i i don't read and i do a lot of listening so uh do i do a lot of listening let's see it's in my library what happened to you by oprah winfrey and bruce d perry and what happened to you is um it's a reframing of the question like what the fuck's your problem it's um Oh, I I guess it's synonymous with, like, who hurt you, dog? Um, Because instead of, like, saying, what the fuck's your problem and why are you doing that shit? It's it's what happened to you that leads you to respond to certain things this way. And let's understand that. And let's get to the bottom of that. 
And then maybe we can work on changing your response behavior. Anyway, in the book, they say, um, not that I'm a reader. I, I don't want to give off the impression that I'm a reader because I'm really bad at reading. Um, and not the comprehension part, unless the words are too big. But but I'm just a, I'm just a slow reader. I, I like to pick up on all the nuances, even though it's very unnecessary. And I, I, I can't, I really don't understand skimming because it's like, it's like watching a movie at 1.5 speed. Um, and that's fine. And I'm pretty sure you get the gist of it. But it's just it just doesn't feel the same. Yeah. Where the fuck was I going? Oh, in the book, they say how like so much of your um, your development happens in the first like 10 years. So much of your fucking development happens in the first 10 years. And and it just sticks with you subconsciously. It just fucking attaches to some some curl or some wrinkle in your brain and, and then it's there forever. And then but 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 they also say, going back to the whole thing about us being resilient, right? Like, even though I got dropped on my head and now there's a flat spot and you could re- you could really lay me down on a hardwood floor and I could fall asleep because because there's a flat spot that really makes good surface area contact with the floor and prevents my head from rolling around. We are resilient. And that that's also mentioned in the book by Oprah and Dr. Perry that we might get fucked up a little bit when we're younger and it sucks, but that's life, baby, and we can learn to undo it. Even though it's hard. Because that's fucking... That's fucking human being shit. And that stuff's cool. So... So where where was I? I need... I need... I I don't know if I need a co-host. But I just need someone to keep me on track with these thoughts. Oh, um, going to... I went to a birthday party. And it was the birthday party of this young boy who had turned five and that sounds creepy as shit Mike it was his birthday party I'm friends with his fucking father and I'm friends with the father and then the father and the mother they fucking invited me and um I also got to meet I met the kid a a little while ago back when he was like two but um you know with COVID kind of letting up um I got to go to his party and uh and at the party um i'm actually really bad at bringing gifts i know it's like i know it's the normal thing to do but um if you haven't picked up on it yet i'm not a i'm not normal and i don't mean that in a good way i mean i just mean that it is the way it is it's just like that's red is that a good thing no it's just fucking red that's all it is um but i will say that i um I I like the kid, and I'm I'm good with hanging out with kids. Yeah. There was this. They were hitting the pinata at the party. They were hitting the pinata, and there's like two groups of kids. I wasn't allowed to hit the pinata. I think I was too tall or something. I don't know how height has anything to do with me hitting pinatas, but um, they let the younger kids go. You know, age group four to seven you guys go 
can't fucking do a thing about the pinata. Just no, you're not making a dent. It's just, it's just for show. It's just to make you feel like you're important. Um, the fucking baby baby age group. They go three rounds, and there's this kid. There's this kid. He's a bigger kid. Um. He looks thirteen, but later I find out that he's not. Um, he's swinging, he's swinging a stick with like good form and everything, fucking ready to knock this motherfucker out the park, right? And whenever the mom, whenever the birthday boy's mom says, "Who's next?" He's jumping, and he's he's big, he's heavy looking. Can I say that? He's heavy looking. He's fucking swinging the fucking bat around. This guy's fucking ready. Every time she says, who wants to go next? He's fucking saying, me, 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 me. And she goes, okay, little kids go again. And finally, after three rounds of little kids not making a fucking dent, they open up to the big kids. And maybe like this smaller guy, about three quarters big guy size, right? He goes up, whacks the motherfucker, and then the thing, the thing breaks. Almost instantly. Um... And I'm watching this kid from a distance. I'm watching Big Kid. I don't remember his name. But I'm going to call him Ernest. I remember him having a cooler name. But I yeah, I can't remember it. I see Ernest. And my friend sees Ernest. And she goes, you see that kid, Ernest? And I said, yeah. And she says, two years ago at the party, he was being an asshole to all the other kids. And so I asked, you know, our mutual friend, the father... I asked the father, um, yo, why is that kid such an asshole? I fucking hate asshole kids. And fa- the father says, um, yeah, I know, but, you know, his dad's not in the picture, so. And then, so, my friend, like, kind of, like, eats her words and says, oh, fuck. So, I'm watching Ernest, and he's, he's bummed. He's bummed. He didn't get a fucking hit the piñata. And he's fucking, he's been training for 10 years, he'd been training to hit that fucking piñata. The day had come, but his opportunity did not. And so I walk over to him, and he's holding the stick in his right hand. And I say, hey, I'm Michael. And I put my hand out to shake his hand. And this motherfucker, he so quickly moved the stick from his right hand to his left hand to make his right hand available to shake mine. And he goes, um, he goes, I'm earnest. And I go, hey, I, hey, Ernest, nice to meet you. I saw you from back there, and I know that you really wanted to hit that piñata, and I was really rooting for you, and I really wanted to see it. But no, you didn't get your chance. And he goes, oh, it's okay. I'm in baseball. And I said, oh, okay, that makes sense. He goes, I'm in baseball, and every team that I'm in, they always say something good about me. You know, my nickname is the Great Big Bambino. And I said, oh, okay, f- f- cool. Then forget the piñata. Just go, you just go think about those hitting balls out of the park. Um. Yeah, and I told him I was rooting for him But anyway, yeah, that's that And I go sit back with my adult friends And so, so nice of him to come over to me And bring his plastic uh, No, his paper bag of like pinata hall, right And he goes, hey, do you want one? And as a gesture of like, um as a gesture of friendship, I accept one. Which is weird, right? Which is weird. It's like, what's the alternative? Like, for me to say, like, oh, I'm good, thanks. Right? You should have it. 
But um, oddly, in this society, accepting an offer is might be might be the better move. So I accept it, and I take home his Rice Krispie treats. And then this guy keeps asking me a ton of questions, man. And he goes, "What's your favorite? What's your favorite baseball team?" Uh, I don't really like sports, but um, if I had to choose, I'd say the Dodgers. You like the Dodgers? What's your favorite? Who's your favorite rapper? Um, you know, really, I, I don't know. And he goes, "You like Biggie or do you like Tupac?" Motherfucker, how old are you that you know Biggie or Tupac? Whatever. I give him my honest answer, which I think is like. I think it's a good answer, but also I don't really listen to either of them. I don't really listen to, like, hip hop that much anymore or rap music that much anymore. But I, so I tell him I like Tupac when I'm by myself. I like Biggie when it's like a party. And I think that's a cool answer, but also I feel a little bit of, I feel a little bit of a phony because I don't listen to either of them that much. And I think you could fucking pull up a song by Tupac and be like, "This one's better for a party," and pick up a song from Biggie. And do, okay, you know what I'm saying. He goes, what's your favorite rap song right now? And I said, Rick and Morty. And he goes, Rick and Morty? But all he says for five minutes is Rick and Morty. And I said, yeah, very easy to remember the lyrics. And then he gets a little laugh. And um, a part of me hopes that that was enough to quench his thirst of Michael Time or something. But no. Now he wants to know what my favorite football team is. And then he wants to know if I remember that this person got traded to that team. I can't do it, man. And eventually I say, um, Hey, Ernest, I, I haven't seen my friend Mel in three months. And I want to catch up with her. And he goes, Okay, I get it. I'm annoying. Motherfucker, dude. I said, I looked a fucking, a fucking dead serious... I said, Ernest, I didn't say you're annoying. I said, I haven't seen my friend Mel in three months, and I just want to catch up with her. And then he leaves. And I think the lesson to be learned is that if I'm ever gonna try to, if I'm ever gonna try to like make some kid's day or make him feel special, I will do it in the last five minutes that I'm at a party. <laughs> and does that make me a bad person? I don't know, man. I don't know, but I wasn't ready for that type of responsibility. But, um, yeah, that's, that's what I did one day during this valve silence, me being gone for a long time. Um, and that this is going to be a good night. This is, um, yeah, hopefully I fall asleep because it's been fucking half an hour and that's fucking 10 millis of melatonin, man. Fucking, I need my money back. All right, okay, good night.